0: Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. I've been following Scott Adams for quite a few years. I always regarded him as a toast classical liberal, modern conservative, with a bit of an independent streak, but still with very little to tell me that was interesting, politically or racially. I followed him because he was quite witty, and he occasionally had intelligent things to say about life and society and philosophy in a non-political context. He's a cartoonist, the creator of the Dilbert comic strip that makes fun of the hypocrisy and stupidity of the corporate cubicle world. He once had one of his characters tell an HR officer that he, the character, identified as someone who always got his pronouns wrong (laughs) by implication to avoid getting fired for not being PC about transgender freaks and trendies. On race, Adams, up until a couple of days ago, still seemed to observe all the usual taboos. In 2021, for example, he made fun of PC and racially charged politics by claiming that what young white males should do to help assure their financial futures was one, hold Bitcoin, and two, identify as black Identifying as black, he explained, near the end of a video I'll link to in the text version of this broadcast, would help them take part in many black and non-white-centric benefit programs and affirmative action education and hiring policies. Then, announcing that henceforth he would himself start to identify as black, he explained that He had had to abandon two promising careers after the corporations that employed him told him, frankly, that they would not and could not promote him because he was a white male and they had too many white males and needed to meet their diversity goals. So he decided to quote unquote identify as black. Very amusing. But then Adams let all the air out of the balloon by saying that he's not really complaining about affirmative action and actually thinks it's a good thing. As I said, he was observing the usual taboos. But just this week, Adams broke free to an amazing extent for a modern white celebrity with a lot to lose. He began by discussing a recent poll in which 47% of blacks refused to acknowledge that it's okay to be white. Quote, Well, Rasmussen poll had a provocative little poll today. They said, do you agree or disagree with the statement it's okay to be white? That was an actual question. Rasmussen asked, you know, white and black voters and probably others, do you disagree or agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? 26% of blacks said, no, it's not okay to be white. 21% weren't sure. Add them together, that is 47% of black respondents who were not willing to say it's okay to be white. That's like a real poll this just happened. Did you have any idea? Would you have imagined that that could have happened? So I realized, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, years now, because I like to be on the winning team and I like to help. I always thought if you help the black community, that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you could, you can find the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit, so I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans. So much so that I started identifying as black to just be on the team I was helping. But it turns out that nearly half of that team doesn't think I'm okay to be white, which, of course, is why I identified as black so I could be on the winning team for a while. But I have to say, this is the first political poll that ever changed my activities. I don't know that that's ever happened before. Normally, you see a poll, you just look at it, and you go, ah, whatever, this is interesting what other people think. But as of today, I'm going to re-identify as white because I don't want to be a member of a hate group. I have accidentally joined a hate group. Close quote. So, Adams says that he accidentally joined a hate group when he started identifying as black. He then goes on to bust the we-must-love-our-black-equals taboo with a
1: sledgehammer. Listen. So if, if you know nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll... Uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population because unfortunately there, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when, when he notes that the, when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm, I'm going uh, to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like I've been doing it all my life, and I've been the only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense to help Black Americans if you're white. Uh, the, the it's over. Don't don't even think it's worth trying. Totally not trying. And there we go. You didn't expect that today, did you? <laughs> but those who don't want to focus on education, you just need to get away from them. Just get as much distance as you can. That's my recommendation. Um, and I'm also really sick of seeing video after video of black Americans beating up non-black citizens. Um, you know, I realize it's anecdotal, and uh, you know, it doesn't give me a a full picture of what's happening. But every damn day, I look on social media and there's some black person beating the shit out of some white person. I'm kind of over it. I'm over it. So I, I quit.
0: Those were the words of Scott Adams. And in his broadcast yesterday, Adams didn't back off of his words. Mainly, he just joked about how much attention he was getting on social media, quote-unquote, for some reason, and how much power his critics were giving him. I am sure he's intelligent enough to know that the anti-whites are coming for him now. His Dilbert comic strip will be canceled in many, many newspapers and web venues. His other enterprises will suffer, too. Who knows, maybe they'll give him the cosmotheist bookstore treatment and mess with his ability to sell things using the banker's usury cards. Maybe they'll even cancel a bank account or three. But since he obviously knows things like this will happen and made his courageous statements anyway, I assume he's made plans for his life and work to continue and perhaps take new directions when this happens. The Jewish media and their allies are keeping pretty mum about Adams, probably while they decide what else to do besides canceling him. But that can't last. Expect creative smears and sudden, quote-unquote, revelations about things that probably never happened decades ago. Maybe he wore blackface with Trudeau and that Virginia governor. Maybe he once made a remark about a girl's body. Maybe he stole lunch money from a disabled Jewish refugee when he was eight. I'm sure we'll, quote-unquote, find out. Adams said nothing about Jewish power, enabling all the anti-white madness and negrophilia we see everywhere today, unfortunately. If he's not yet aware of the close Jewish connections with everything that is anti-white, I assure you he is going to know about them very soon, and so are millions of Dilbert fans. What the Jews do themselves as they double down on their genocidal war against us is almost as educational as what National Alliance members and supporters do in getting the truth out to our people. So have at it, Shlomo. As I've said before, what the Jews know about self-restraint and quitting while they're ahead could be engraved on a peanut. Maybe Adams will crumple and apologize, but it's beginning to look like he won't. Either way, he's made this week a sunny week of happiness and truth telling, and helped embolden even more of our people into telling similar truths themselves, and encouraged millions more to think outside the sandbox of racial death that heretofore contained them. That's all good. And this didn't happen in a vacuum. The National Alliance and many, many thousands of people who have been inspired by the National Alliance have been telling the truth about race and Jewish power for decades now. We were there before there was an internet. We were on the internet before most people had heard the word. We were there when Usenet was a major part of the net. Tens of millions of people have surely heard our message." There are now hundreds of thousands of people who are actively speaking the basic truths about race, about the parasite, too, the real enemy of all races. And very, very few of them have not heard and been influenced by the pioneering work of the National Alliance. The best of them know We need to be organized as a people and have joined or supported the Alliance. I can't read minds, but I think it's very likely that the race-aware subculture that we helped create had an effect on Scott Adams. How could it not? It was and is everywhere in online comments and responses to his work. And I believe it continues to have an effect on white people all across the globe. It's what is called a network effect. It can get big and influential very, very quickly once it reaches critical mass. So, let's help it get big faster. Let's keep pushing the envelope. I can tell you without betraying any confidences that we have listeners in high places who know we're right. Let's make the network effect multiply itself. Let's organize and coordinate our efforts. Let's build a community that can persist and influence others across the generations and provide a place of refuge and safety in a deteriorating society and can be the seed of a new and better society to come. Let's support the work of the National Alliance.
2: Thank you.